Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast with no name. <laughs> we're working on it. Um, Jenna here. Shannon. Hope you guys are having a good day. Yeah. And we're, today we're going to talk about intentions, like our beliefs, and then some fun manifestation things we've learned and have started to practice a little bit more. Mm-hmm. should bring it back to like beliefs because I think that's mostly where it like starts or stems Mm -hmm. from um me Jenna I grew up in a very not a super like strict Christian home but like definitely went to church every Sunday had like had to go to Sunday school went to church camp like all that all those all the things that stem from that And when I was younger, I guess, like, having that belief system kind of, like, instilled so young did kind of make me not do things because I was nervous I was going to get in trouble. (laughs) Like, not necessarily from even my parents, but just from, like, a religious standpoint and be like, oh, no, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. You know? And I don't know if, like, as an adult, I necessarily like that it did that to me Mm -hmm. or like made me question things that probably weren't so bad or were like just things kids would probably do yeah you know but like then a part of me is like thankful that I didn't get myself into certain situations because of it so I don't know I don't know like which side I'm more like thankful for (laughs) like do you mean like parties and sneaking out and yeah stuff like that that I feel like all my friends would just be like, it's not that big of a deal, you yeah. know? And I would I would make it a big deal. And I would, like... I mean, sometimes there were people that I, I, like, wouldn't even associate myself with or, like, people that I hurt their feelings because I just would say no and I wouldn't do it and then I'd give them a hard time about doing it. And, like, mm-hmm. I hate that I did that to people. <laughs> so I'm, like... I think as I've gotten older, I've, like, chosen to take things from my faith that just make me a better person. Yeah. And, like, I would hope that those are the values that are instilled in, like my kids and my family you know when I have one um and I had a few things like along my faith path I guess that were like oh god I don't know if I believe that right (laughs) and that also kind of changed my faith like when I was younger I lost my aunt and my cousin in an accident Mm -hmm. and I was like nine years old and so I'd been going to church my whole life and then to have that happen I was just kind of like, who would do that? Why would you take a three-year-old and a 21-year-old who, like, are just starting their lives? Like, I didn't understand, like, you needed them right then. Right. (laughs) You know? Like, and so that's kind of hard. I feel like when someone does die, I definitely, like, go back to that thought of, like, okay, like, God needed them now. In that moment, that's when he needed them, and I just have to be okay with it. And then I think with the healing process of death, that does, like, make me more comfortable. Mm-hmm. but like in the moment I'm like oh my god come on right <laughs> you know like so mad it doesn't seem reasonable in any sense yeah it doesn't seem reasonable and so that like questioned my faith for sure I just didn't really I was kind of lost at that point and then like in college once I finally moved out I could make my own decision I could believe what I wanted to believe I guess I could make my own choices not living under my parents roof Mm -hmm. was where I finally felt like okay I can do this and then as soon as I did drink or smoke or 
party. Like, I was I was then criticized for it for being like a hypocrite, <laughs> and then I was like, well, shit. By your friends? Yeah. Oh, the people like, that you'd given crap to. The people to? that I'd given crap to, and Got then it. I like I would I understand where it's coming from, mm-hmm. but I was also like, but now I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Now I'm. 18 years old, not 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 mm-hmm. years old. Like, I'm not living under my parents' roof. Like, I was told to obey their ru- rules as long as you live under this roof. You don't mm-hmm. live here? Fine. Do what you want. But you live here, you're going to respect my rules. And so I think maybe that was where, like, the understanding with my friends was different yeah. when I was younger. Like, I just, I was so scared to get in trouble that, like, maybe I used my faith as my, like, defense mm-hmm. to not and then I would be put in these categories that I was just like, I hate that I'm in that, or I hate that you think that of me, or like, and they were probably feeling the same thing. <laughs> I hate that you think that of me. Like, yeah. You yeah. know? And so I, don't, I, I didn't notice it more until getting older and now talking about my faith with my friends. The way we talk about it is very different. And um, like after, I'd say after, when I went to college, my Young Life leader he told me, like, Jenna, I want you to, like, take a break from Young Life. I want you to, like, don't try to, like, dive into college ministry and all of that right away. Mm-hmm. And I, like, almost, I'm, like, so glad he said that to me <laughs> because I probably just would have, like, continued and then maybe not experienced college the way that I, because, I mean, I experienced college probably not even in the same ways that other people did, but I do feel like I experienced college. Yeah, And... I think if I would have had such a strong, like, church influence the whole time I was there, I probably wouldn't have come back to my faith. Like, Mm. it would have, like, really, really pushed me away because, Mm -hmm. like I said, when I did go, I did dive in, and then I met with him, and I was like, I'm just struggling to, like, I feel like I'm being told no, 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 no still, (laughs) and now I'm an adult. (laughs) And I, like, I just don't think it's fair. Like, I don't think it's fair that... I'm curious about sex. I'm curious about drugs. I'm curious about alcohol. And then I'm still being asked, like, well, are you being pressured to do that? No. (laughs) I'm telling you I'm curious about (laughs) it. Like, no one's forcing me to do anything. I've said no for, like, 18 years. Yeah. And from 18 to 19, it was still a, like, well, why would you want to do that? Well, who's making you feel like you have to do that? Nobody's making me feel like I have to do anything. (laughs) I want to. Yeah. What do you think about that? And then my mentors being like, well, that's wrong. I'd just be like, well, I can't anymore. Right. (laughs) I don't want to anymore. I'm going to need a break. (laughs) And so um, I kind of just had like my young life leader's voice in my head saying like, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to like be your own young adult and like figure out what you believe in and where your faith's going to take you, you know? And I feel like I'm a pretty decent human. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, I think you're a great human. Since then. And so I think then has been just kind of a journey from like, I mean, 18 to 28 of just kind of figuring out where my faith like lies. And I for sure have fallen off of that. Like, I'm going to go to church every day <laughs> or every week, you know, like every Sunday. And it's definitely changed with, like, the times, too. Yeah. Like, churches become virtual, and, like, there's all sorts of things that have changed within the church. But more so now, like, my faith is within intention with people, mm-hmm. and, like, more recently within manifestation, and just, like, more so talking about things out loud, and, like, 
writing things down and my time with God or Jesus or whatever is out there, whoever I'm talking to, wherever (laughs) it's going, like it's coming back in a positive way or like where I feel like it is fulfilling my life. Mm. And with manifestation, um, I think that's what you would say, right? Manifestation? Is that the correct term? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think so. Still learning. (laughs) Um, Sounds right. Yeah, but my good friend, Jasmine, she has been very into, like, manifesting. Manifesting sounds better. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Has been really good at manifesting her, like, life in the last, I'd say two years. Since she's been home from Chicago, she has, like, really put time and effort into, like, herself, her faith, and her manifestation goals. And, like, I've seen those come true for her. Mm -hmm. And, like, when she does share it with me, I'm like, okay. I can write shit down. Yeah. I can, like, I can say what I want out loud and, like, not be nervous that, like, oh, my God, I said it out loud. I have to do it. Yeah. And so I think with the podcast, I don't know if I mentioned this in our previous podcast because I can never remember where I've rambled. (laughs) (laughs) But when Shannon and I decided to start the podcast, I, um, what date was it? It was the 13th of October, and I was going through my, I'm doing like an 80-day six fix, which is not going well. We'll talk about that in a little (laughs) bit, but I was pretty solid for the first two weeks, and I wrote down on that one of those days, I want to start a podcast with friends, and um, literally the, the like prayer manifestation right after that said Shannon's baby healthy happy news (laughs) so and then like two days later Shannon texted me and was like I have a crazy idea we should start a podcast and I just like sat there and cried in my room I was like Shannon I'm crying I don't even know how to like I don't I know you don't understand (laughs) why I'm crying but I'm crying and she's like, oh my God, I'm a caller. So she calls me and is like, are you okay? What I say? Like what I do? I Terrible have, idea. You don't have to say something. You don't have to do it. <laughs> but like realistically, it felt like, oh my God, something I like wrote down, like I have kept inside or like only talked about in a joking sense with so many people or like, we should do that someday. We should do that someday. Like we have even done that in the last couple years but never like put intention into it yeah you know and never put it down on paper and then said it out loud again and bought the microphones and like all the things and so I feel like even if that's where my faith lies we're like I trust in whatever is out there and Mm -hmm. I just trust in myself and like put my intention where my heart is and put my decisions and choices with people and friends like where I really feel like it, the attention is necessary and needed and is going to, like, flourish, then, like, that's what I would want for my faith. Yeah. I want to be known as, like, a good person and someone that, like, people could rely on. And, like, Jenna lived the best fucking life. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I would hope that people think, you know? Yeah. And not that anyone's opinion ever matters. (laughs) But your own. But your own. But, like... It just is good to, I feel like that would be a good, that's like a manifestation I want for people to think of. Yeah, yeah. When I am not here, for whatever reason, I would want that. Yeah. Well, that, what you just said makes the most sense to me. The fact that you said, like, it's up uh, the intention of what you put out there and in people and places and things or whatever. 
that makes the most sense to me versus talking about faith or prayer or yeah scriptures or whatever I grew up com- not completely different I knew a lot I feel like about uh to be honest I don't really know who what members of my family are Catholic versus Christian yeah what's the difference I couldn't tell you <laughs> but <laughs> my both my parents grew up very religious my dad even more so than my mom he went to catholic school throughout his entire life um they're this giant irish catholic family Mm -hmm. so that was just like their identity and he's one of 11 and so i forget that every time yeah (laughs) and one of the older ones of 11 and so he i mean him naturally as a person is a free thinker and defiant to be honest like he (laughs) will push people's buttons or like push the boundaries um but I think growing up even more so he did that with religion because it was pushed on him that he felt the need to fight back and like Mm -hmm. he told me he would always tell me stories about how he would he's read the bible like through and through and through and if his mom was justifying something with like a scripture of his dad was saying like Jesus wouldn't do that or whatever it was I don't know mm-hmm. he could pull out like actual proof because he was like I bet you I've read more of the Bible than you even have you know or like mm-hmm. I've taken the time to study it versus just you hearing things or whatever he was just always so I always just call him Henri because I feel like he it's a great word just wasn't willing to accept what people just told him he mm-hmm. like wanted to find it for himself yeah so raising my sister and I I think he it wasn't like it was we didn't talk about religion or it wasn't that we didn't have the option it was just he wasn't going to force anything on us and he answered all of our questions that we could ever ask. You know, I had friends that were Mormon and I went to Mormon church with them. I had friends that were Jewish. I went to Jewish church with them mm-hmm. because I was like, to me as a kid, I was like, that's so cool that they go to uh, the kids version. Yeah, like Bible school, Sunday Bible school. Bible school mm-hmm. of every weekend. That's so fun because they make it sound cool, right? Yeah. So he was like, go with them. Go. Yeah. Listen to what they have to say. I like, come home, tell me how you liked it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then... Um, bottom line like all my conversations that came out of that with him or with my mom was always just kind of what you said you can follow something you can believe in something but bottom line like just be a good person Mm -hmm. and sometimes bad people can mask bad intentions with a religion standpoint Mm -hmm. they can do the same thing with lots of standpoints yeah but just because they're christian or muslim or jewish or whatever doesn't make them a good person Yeah. in the end. Absolutely. You have to actually have like a good heart and <clears throat> good soul and everything. And so that was always their thing is just be good in whatever you do. And I think like if I think back to like high school for let's say, I think I was less scared of than you were to do things. Like I did do things. I, I drank, you know, before like a homecoming dance or I did stuff, but not nearly to the extent of – like rebellion yeah I knew the people around me were doing Mm -hmm. so much more and I chose not to and then even hearing stories about people and their experience in high school I'm like whoa that was my like college experience yeah like I didn't have friends in high school that was 
doing cocaine at a party. Yeah, no. That didn't happen in my world. Yeah. And maybe it's because I was in a small little shelter world. I don't know. Or I just chose to not be around that because I'm sure it was happening in my high school. Mm-hmm. It was just not my people or it wasn't the parties that I went to. Yeah. But I didn't do a ton in high school. And I think it was more the the fear of like kind of what you were saying, not from a religious standpoint, but like I don't even want to have to justify to my parents why I did X, Y, and Z. Like mm-hmm. I had more fear of just like disappointing them versus like yeah. – disappointing god yeah but i think it goes hand in hand yeah you're you still just feel like guilt about something yeah and i I think i just told you this story about how one time i like fell asleep at a friend's house watching a movie oh yeah i was supposed to come home and my mom apparently was up all night trying to get a hold of me but my phone had died i wake up at like four in the morning just i just watched this on gilmore girls this exact story is it (laughs) really and just watch that episode that's funny (laughs) i wake up and i'm like oh crap i was supposed to go home so i drive home really quick my mom's like awake crying Mm -hmm. she's like hysterical thinking that i was like in a ditch somewhere or like overdose somewhere or Mm -hmm. something crazy happened and the guilt that went along with the fact that like i the one time I forgot to t- call my mom or tell my mom or say like, yeah, I'm fine or I'm going to stay the night here or whatever, even though it was completely innocent on me, I felt so bad. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I would never actually want to do that. I never would actually want to lie to you and say mm-hmm. I'm somewhere that I'm not or whatever. Yeah. And then I had to explain to her like, I don't do drugs, so don't worry about overdosing ever. <laughs> like, yeah. I had to like clear that out of her mm-hmm. mind because I was like, you should think that about me. Like, yeah. don't do that. But... I think in my adult life, I haven't, I don't think I've had as big of a transition as you have because I think I just always had the same mindset of like, I'm just going to do what makes me happy and what makes sense in the moment mm-hmm. as long as I'm not like a bad person. Mm-hmm. And I think I've made bad decisions for sure. And I've had regrets for sure. But I've also been able to somewhere along the line say like if I'm gonna do this now because it makes me happy right now then I can't necessarily be mad a year or five years down the road that I made that choice because I made it in the moment because it's what made sense in the moment yeah and I didn't know my future so there's things I look back on I wish I never did but in the moment it made sense Mm -hmm. and that's what I wanted to do yeah but nowadays I definitely go along the lines of kind of what you say of writing things down um, I think I've only recently, very recently, started the whole process of vocalizing it. I've always yeah. been a person to write things down mm-hmm. or mentally even just think like think. this is a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think even more so saying it out loud is a big difference. Mm-hmm. And kind of like your 80-day <clears throat> challenge you were talking about, yeah. <laughs> I did like a different 75-day challenge, but... I decided to put it on social media and post about it, not Mm -hmm. because I wanted the attention, but it was just one more way of being like, I want this for me. And the moment I decided to start it, I started it for a reason. So Mm -hmm. by putting it out there, it's holding me accountable and it's putting just more realness to the fact that I'm doing it because I'm not doing it behind closed doors and I'm doing it for a reason and all those other things. But I was just saying to Jenna that I went. I did this the 75 day hard. It's a super good challenge. I actually heard it on a different podcast. That's how I got started in it. And it ended probably 
Well, ended the weekend of your birthday. Mm-hmm. Or birthday party. <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> um, and I had a plan for like what to do after and wrote it down. I even had my husband laminate my like checklist almost or to-do list that I wanted to do because I didn't want to go as hard as I was in the 75 days, but I didn't want to lose yeah. a lot of the things that I liked about it or the progress that I'd made. Yeah. And I just like haven't touched that list. And it actually makes me like so mad. mad. I know. <laughs> makes me so mad. Which maybe I, that's the point of the yeah. intention or the, the manifestation or whatever, yeah. because it's not, I can't let myself let it go because oh, I yeah, made no. that choice to mm-hmm. like put it out there and do it. Yeah. Even though I'm not doing it and like I will make myself do it, it gives you some sort of feeling mm-hmm. because you put it on paper, you said it out loud or you yeah. and told I, someone. Yeah, and I feel like now it's like I'm letting myself down if I'm not. Yes. It's not even like I'm letting anyone else down. Yeah, who cares? I'm letting myself down for not doing it. Yeah. And that's like where my 80-day six fix came. I, I started with seven fix because I was attempting to participate in the squats. <laughs> with burn butt man I couldn't figure out what they were and then I was like I had to, I would do 500 in a row one day to knock one them day out. to knock them out like you guys I'm trying to give you can I just give you 20 dollars for the last <laughs> few days of the challenge because it was um donating to breast cancer yep and like I was like I want to be a part of that like that's so amazing that's so great but like every day it was a struggle with myself to even like make me do the freaking 50 squats and yeah. I was just like Jenna you are able and you can do it. Yeah. Why are you making an excuse for it, you know? And then I started my journal and like the first two weeks, it's so great. I wrote everything down. I like did my 10 minutes and I was loving that 10 minutes like to myself. And then like, I don't even really know what happened or like if I started to not feel good in some extent, whether it's just like being a girl and (laughs) emotional Mm -hmm. (laughs) once a month. (laughs) But like I was... It's just struggling to like even do the the 10 minutes to myself. I'm home all day. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all day and it's 10 minutes. And I just, I would make an excuse to not do it. And then like I wasn't having trouble with the diet. Like I was, you know, two meals a day at home. Half the time I'm only eating two meals a day. And then when I told myself I couldn't go out to eat, it was like, okay, great. Yeah. You can have two meals a day at home. Did that fine. Was loving drinking the water felt solid about it I like put it on my Instagram to not even really like to post all the things because it was like making your bed and working out five days a week so like if you're not doing you're not working out two days of the week it's like what do I put on there you know so like I didn't necessarily do it it was just the thing I did put on social media was like having a word of like affirmation and just like something to like start my day with and I put it on social media and said like who wants it who wants to like be a part of that and there was like six people that I would text Every day for those two weeks, I sent him, like, here's the word of the day. This is why I chose this word. This is where it's at for me. You don't even have to respond. Like, here's the word. And I'd always be like, I'd either get, like, a like or, like, thank you for saying that or, like, I needed that too. And, like, that was really great. I just stopped. I just stopped doing it for, like, two weeks. And I was like, now I'm at the point where, like, look how different my journal looks. Like, this is the beginning of it. And then at the end of it, like, this is where I'm at. It's now just... It's shifted so much that I'm like, ah, yeah. (laughs) What am I doing? Like, where is my where is my intention in that? Like, I, Jenna, you you loved it. You were doing so good. You were waking up early. You were drinking three friggin' hydros of water before 
8 a.m. Yeah. You know, like you were loving it. What took that like away from you? And so I think like the reason this podcast feels like so right <laughs> is because like the power of intention is so powerful. Like, so, yeah. Choosing to do something for yourself and <laughs> because. <laughs> Because it's good for you and because it makes you happy and because it makes you feel good as, like, a person is is good. And, yeah. like, we as humans make excuses all the time for, like, why our faith is not going the way we want or why our intentions were, oh, they were here instead of there. Like, oh, my intentions were that, but <laughs> now it's this. And, like, I just – I I want to be an intentional person for others, but, like, I also want to be intentional for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'm just like, I'm thankful that my, my faith and what I do believe in now and where I do tend to like channel those energies and whatever it is, I am like thankful that I am aware of all of that. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like some people are just like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, I know I'm choosing not to do it. Mm -hmm. I know that I could wake up at 6am every single day if I wanted to like (laughs) just work out, make myself do it. But especially with the pandemic and having to work out at home alone and like not having that like community it's like yeah you can have everybody on the tv with me but like that thing's already pre-recorded it's already like happened you know and like I'm having to push myself and then there's nobody here to be like come on yeah (laughs) I can I try to put Jade in my head (laughs) I try to put you in my head (laughs) like (laughs) get to it what are you doing pick up the weights you know but like I have three sets of weights that are not that heavy. Yeah. Like, it just is, it's harder. And so I'm just thankful that, like, I am aware of where my faith was. And, like, it feels good to be in a place where, like, it may not be what it was when I was a child. And it may not be what it was when I was in college. And now moving into, like, I'm going to be getting married and, you know, figuring out what that's going to be like for us. I'm just thankful that, like, I have outlets that I feel like I can reach out to. Mm-hmm that will do more for me and my husband and my family that becomes it'll it's going to do more having my intention be where my heart is rather than like focusing wholly on this religion that says we have to do this that and the other thing yeah like I'm I believe I I believe (laughs) in whatever is out there like and I don't want to like be like no, I don't believe in anything. But I feel like I believe differently mm-hmm. than I used to, mm-hmm. and I'm just like grateful, <laughs> grateful that I could transition and not be like so shut off from it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because this is just a slight tangent, but my mom grew up a Jehovah's Witness, and I did not <laughs> grow up a Jehovah's Witness. Like I grew up in a Christian home as much as like it felt like it came more from my mom. And then, like, my dad's side of things, which now that's a little, it's a little different, I feel like. But, like, it came definitely from my mom. And she, when she became a Christian, like, she was deathly afraid to change religions. Like, because growing up, she'd been told Jehovah's Witness was the way to go. And, like, I mean, there are fears put in her that, like, she was like, I don't want those fears for my kids. And I want them to believe in something, but, like, I don't want them to be fearful of faith. And I'm scared, and I don't want them to be scared. Yeah. And, like, I'm so thankful that she <laughs> chose something to just, like, give us something to believe in. But, like, I don't feel like my mom forced it ever. And 
it makes it easier like now I feel like as an adult to just choose the path that feels right yeah (laughs) well going back to what you were saying about um sticking to things or whatever I'm kind of going backwards but okay (laughs) I always I was recently thinking about those people that always just seem like they have their shit together all the time and they say they're going to do something and they do it and you know there's just those people that have it always figured out and I was thinking about it like why am I the type of person that can do something so well let's say for two weeks or let's say for three months or whatever and then you have a little bit of time off and then it's so hard to get back or what even makes you need that break or whatever I think that's a very common thing I mean I see that a lot in my job with exercise and with nutrition and stuff like people Mm -hmm. are human nature is to go really hard in the paint in the beginning Mm -hmm. and then find any excuse to stop and then almost get worse if like you know roll backwards so far (laughs) but what I was realizing is I think it comes more to the intention and the mindset you were talking about of like Mm -hmm. being aware that makes you that type of person that's either able to like let's get back on the horse or whatever the phrase is over and over and over again because that's Mm -hmm. what it is it's not that those people in my head actually always have it figured out or are on top of it 24 7 it's just their time lapse of the gaps between like progress Mm -hmm. just is short yeah it gets shorter Mm -hmm. and so I feel like for us right now like we're in this we're talking about right like we were doing this and now we're no longer doing this that's probably been what like two weeks Mm -hmm. three weeks like then let's say tomorrow we say we're right back on it because we said it out loud and we're back on it. Mm-hmm. Then in six months when it happens again, then that becomes just a week of falling off something yeah. and then you're back on it. And then all of a sudden it's just a day and then you're back on it. And then all of a sudden you figure out, hopefully, this is what I'm thinking, that you just are okay with having a setback, mm-hmm. but it doesn't ever stop you from, from believing that I can do it. Believing that you can do it and mm-hmm. being on top of it. Yeah. And I feel like something that I am trying to teach myself like literally in this moment is you can set out a set of rules for yourself. You can set out expectations for yourself. You can be as like detailed or vague as you want, Mm -hmm. but also there should never be like any negativity around remapping those. Mm -hmm. Like I was realizing during my 75 hard challenge, um, I was telling myself like, oh, this is something that I would love to continue even beyond 75 days but then I realized there's gonna be instances where it would be I think more of it would be more mentally hard on me to do all Mm -hmm. five things I had to do like let's say for your birthday weekend right like that was my last weekend and I knew that was my last weekend but I would have been mentally or emotionally more sad that I had to take time away from what I had planned with you to go do these things that mm-hmm. I had scheduled yeah versus just being okay of not doing it for a day and coming back to it mm-hmm. or whatever yeah I think that was one of my words I'm gonna try to find it I so the I tried to keep track of like the words I sent to everybody yeah and one of them I feel like I said I'm gonna try to find it acceptance or something yeah like accepting it or or I think maybe it was like giving yourself grace Mm -hmm. and just like being okay with the fact that like it's it okay you're not going as hard and (laughs) that's okay like life happens and I feel like I especially with burn I feel like 
for two years, it was so solid. Yeah. It was so, like, this is my routine. I get up at 5 a.m., I go to work, I work out, then I go to school, and, like, then it wasn't that. Yeah. (laughs) So, I intentionally wanted to do that, but, like, it really wasn't an option anymore Mm -hmm. with, like, the pandemic happening and all that stuff. So, like, I've been trying, I think, since then to find my rhythm and find, like, where I really want to, like, work on myself and... It, I feel like it changes every day. <laughs> like, I see something, I'm like, yes, I'm so excited about yeah. that. And then I'm like, oh, well, do I have time to do that? I have all the time in the world. But, like, <laughs> do I want to put my time and energy into that? Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, I'm so thankful for the podcast because not only is it like Same. therapy to like actually talk about what's in my head and like yeah. what's on my heart and <laughs> where I'm like at in life, but. It just gives me something to, like, look forward to and, like, have intention with. And, like, for because it's you and I, if yeah. I was doing by my podcast by myself, there's probably a week where I'd be like, I'm just not going to do it this week. Mm-hmm. You make that excuse. Yeah. So I think that's also something where putting it out vocally or however you do it, having – I mean, I've, I've recently been doing something at work. I'm trying to get all the accountability buddies in the world because I feel like it makes a difference for both you and I mm-hmm. to say – Here's the time we're going to do this. Even if we have to move it around mm-hmm. on the time or move it on, around on the day, you always, has, always have someone else to say, like, this was the yeah. plan. Let's stick to it. And I recently, um, I scheduled or I made this a thing for when my 75-day hard challenge was over. I asked my friend, Sammy, who is also a very <laughs> driven person. Yeah. She's one of those people that I'm like, how do you do it? How do you do it? I Yeah, I think that every time I watch her stuff. Yeah, all the time. I'm always just like, <laughs> she. I don't understand. She's one of those superhuman mindsets of nothing's going to stop her, get in her way, which is so, so amazing. Yeah. And I asked her, it, could we do like a weekly call? Every week we're going to call each other and we're going to, it's not going to be like a chatty Kathy thing. Like, yeah, I'd love to hear how you're doing or whatever. But <laughs> we're going to say, here are my plans for this week. Here's what I accomplished last week, and here's what you can hold me accountable for. And we do it for each other. So, like, I know what she had planned for last week, and I was able to talk to her today on the phone and say, did you get this and this and this done? You know, and she can say yes or no, and she can give her reasons or her excuses or whatever. Yeah. And then she's like, well, starting today, I want to make this, this, and this happen. And I remember that, and then I'm like, do you need me to hold you accountable for anything? Is there anything you need me to check up on? Mm -hmm. And she's doing the same for me, and I think it's things like that that – has opened my mind to one you shouldn't be ashamed to say I couldn't do it I couldn't do it mm-hmm. or that didn't happen mm-hmm. and I'm finding myself making less and less excuses for something mm-hmm. like I told her today like I haven't touched my sheet that I made and she was like why not and I'm like I don't, I don't know where it is <laughs> but I don't want to make any other excuse yeah there's no reason that I haven't touched it there's not a single reason mm-hmm. I could say time I could say work I could say whatever but there's not yeah um and then my other thing I realized was, one, just even having someone know your business, know your shit, <laughs> yeah. you know, and remind you almost. Uh-huh. Like, hey, you said you were going to drink a gallon of water. Did you do that? And you're like, yeah. fuck, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for reminding me. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be ashamed of it. I shouldn't yeah. be upset. But I should just be okay with being like, okay, get it. yeah, you're right. I said I was going to do that. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think we all do that. I mean, I think work is the best example for it because you have a job and your job, whatever it is, is to do X, Y, and Z. 
and you're not going to either leave your shift or finish the week without <laughs> yeah. doing it because that's your paycheck. Mm-hmm. You can't get fired, so you're going to do it. Yeah. Why don't we hold ourselves to that standard every other time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe my intentions aren't paying my rent, but they're they're in my mind, yeah. paying rent in my mind. Yeah, mentally or like, good and, like, it keeps your body healthy. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. yeah. And... <clears throat> I mean, for those like listening, we we've said this before. Jen and I met working at a gym called Burn, which if you hear us ever reference Burn, that's what we're talking about. But like, what's on fire? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, which I think one of the amazing things about Burn is the community there and the accountability that goes with mm-hmm. a lot of what you do. Like whether it's you go to the same time of the workout as someone else, or whether yeah. you just kind of know them and you follow them on social media it's just that I preach that all day long I feel like there in some form or fashion Mm -hmm. that I also feel like I need to constantly remind myself especially with being in the position I am in that job that like I'm also human Mm -hmm. and sometimes I need to even like listen what's coming out of my mouth like I say it to other people but I don't give myself that same grace Mm -hmm. Or I don't give myself that same well, I think, wiggle like, room. Burn taught me to be mentally strong, but it taught me to be like mentally strong and more than just like do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it taught me to give myself grace. It taught me to like show up those three days that you can, show up those five days that you can, yeah. show up six days if you can, you know, show up to what would you say? Like if you can give me 9%, great. Yeah. Give me 9% and go as hard as you possibly can in that 9%. <laughs> Yeah. If you can give me 100%, great. We'll see it. <laughs> cool. But, like, give as much as you possibly can. And, like, don't be so hard on yourself yeah. when, like, you just can't. And yeah. be okay with coming back to it. And it doesn't mean you have to start over. It doesn't mean that you failed. Like, you're – we're only human. <laughs> we have 24 hours in a day mm-hmm. to get shit done or not. <laughs> And you can't, like, you can't feel like you just are a failure all the time for not. And if you do want something to change, you have to change it. You have to change it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like you said, when you leave this planet or area or time or whatever, you want to look back and be proud and happy. And there's no sense in sitting and dwelling or being upset if you can make that choice to say, I'm just going to do what makes me happy in this moment. I'm going to do my best at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be proud of, at the end of the day that I st- said I was going to do whatever I said or yeah. stuck to it. or Exactly. I know it's always funny sometimes like working at Burn, you know, I'm on this microphone. I'm talking to all these people. <laughs> and sometimes things just come out of my mouth like the, I start talking and I have not completely th- thought about what I'm <laughs> saying until it's like out of my mouth. But one of my favorite things that I don't know how I phrased it exactly, but it was that percent thing. Yeah. I was like, so you're like I don't know what it exactly it is. But yeah, I don't that know. That has always stuck with me. I was like, if you're whether you are feeling a hundred percent today or whether you're feeling fifty percent today, I don't care. I just want a hundred percent of whatever you have to give yeah. today. Mm-hmm. So if that's your nine percent, you're walking in here, your battery level is nine percent. <laughs> I just want a hundred of that nine percent. Yeah. And I remember like the day, the first day that I said that or the first moment I said that, I don't remember. I had so many people come up to me after camp, like after the workout and be like, that's 
was that they were like that blew my mind when you said that and I was like I don't really I don't know where those things come what was it again yeah and I'm like whoa that actually was a good way of putting like Mm -hmm. you don't have to be your best all the time but if you chose to show up actually fucking show up yeah you know Mm -hmm. which like in the working out sense or the gym sense like that is very crystal clear if you chose to walk through the door like then actually do something. Yeah, I'm just going to stand there. Yeah. But I think that's the that's the aspect in all of it. If you told your friend that you were going to make time to see them, actually make time to see them. Mm-hmm. If you said you were going to write a letter to your grandma every single week, don't like follow through and do it. Mm-hmm. Because it means it just means so much more if like at the end of the day that yeah. you one had that idea, had that thought, and then you completed it. It feels I mean, so much better. Absolutely. Checking things off my list is my favorite thing to do. Same. So when I don't get to do it, I'm like, oh, man, you didn't drink your water. Nope. You get two dashes and you don't get to put a check mark. <laughs> Big X. And I'm like, dang it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Makes you feel some type of way about things, it for does. sure. It really does. And I, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how long we've been talking because it's such a good, <laughs> so good. <laughs> But I don't know if that's like a good place to end where we're like, you know, you have I mean, to do things for yourself because you want to, not necessarily because some faith says you absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can be, you can be religious if you want. It just, you do it in a way that makes you happy. It doesn't yeah. make you feel constantly guilty about being a good person. Yeah. Just be a good person. That's I always say that. I'm like, do I, I be say, a good person? Do I say that on the end of every podcast? <laughs> Maybe. I you don't guys, know. Be good people. <laughs> well, in this day, in this moment, like right here, if there was your top two things that you have either always done or newly found or whatever that you think has made the biggest impact in your intentions, manifestations, beliefs, mm-hmm. what would you say would be like your top two things that you do? That makes the biggest difference for you. Um, my, I mean, the ten minutes to myself, and like whether it's, I pray for this person, or I want this, or I hope for this. Like that's that ten minutes of like writing that stuff down. I have multiple times in those two or three weeks that I did it, felt like things were happening. Mm. Like I would get a phone call about something, I get a text message about something, I. I would feel more clarity in like knowing that the people I love were safe or I'd get some sort of reassurance that would be like, dang, okay, I'm going to keep writing that down. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So I think 10 minutes to myself of like really just talking about my hopes, my dreams, my desires, my thoughts, writing them down, rereading them out loud, seeing it, hearing it, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, I'd say that has been a big thing. And then, um... I, with Kyle, I've been with Kyle for almost 14 years, and I'd say, like, our communication has shifted so much over the years. Like, Mm -hmm. we've had to learn how to, like, communicate in new ways, always, Mm -hmm. like, since we've been together, and um, I hear it from my dad a lot that he felt like in his marriage with my mom, he didn't get to give his opinion as much or like he he would be asked but he wouldn't say his opinion and so 
something I've I've wrote down a bunch of times. Like, I want my communication with Kyle to be strong and intentional and, like, hear what he has to say and not just be like, well, this is the way I want it. Like, mm-hmm. I will say this is the way I want it, but what do you want? Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? Like, are how do you feel about that? And, like, if he doesn't tell me, I'm like, if you don't tell me, I'm going to think that this is okay. So either tell me your opinion so that I can hear you and we can make a decision or it's going to be what I what I want it to be. Yeah. And so I think having that be my thought process in my journal, like I want to be more intentional with Kyle. I want our conversation to be strong. I want to make sure that he always feels heard in our relationship and our marriage. Like, I think that's it. <laughs> She's crying. I always stop myself when I... about to cry and I just laugh because I'm like god damn it every (laughs) podcast I can't talk about Kyle gets so emotional (laughs) I love him so much (laughs) but yeah I think those would be my two things like um actually following through on one of the things on my end also yeah I want yes I want this and this and this for my life our life but I also want to be that for you so holding myself accountable to that for him is important yeah I would say mine are along the same lines too of one, I think writing things down has made the biggest difference for me, whether it's literally just a to-do in my calendar Mm -hmm. or if it's a full blown out like thought and plan on something, like writing it down, Mm -hmm. I think has made, makes my brain at least like clear up my space of like, okay, I'm going to start it. (laughs) Yeah. But then recently I feel like the thing that's overtaken that is actually saying it to people like saying to you let's start a podcast and Mm -hmm. saying to like my friend I'm gonna do x y and z and like saying it out loud I think I've I don't think I've ever really done that I've always been someone that's had my own goals in my own head and my Mm -hmm. own plan of attack in my own head yeah and I think I did that out of fear to where if I didn't do it nobody knew yeah but me Mm mm-hmm And I think that's been the biggest turning point is just saying it because I've failed on things, but it's not like a single person has been like, you didn't do that. Yeah. Or like (laughs) mean about it. I mean, they may have said, oh, you didn't do that. Or weren't you going to do this? You know, but it wasn't like there was any ill will about it. It Mm -hmm. was because I said it out loud and you're like, you're right. Check me before I wreck me, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, find whatever way works best for you but if you are someone that's feeling like you need an avenue or need a direction to go yeah I guess we would suggest write it down write it down <laughs> write it down and read it tell out a friend and tell a friend <laughs> yeah or tell us yeah tell <laughs> we'll us we'll be your friend <laughs> and I think it's just I think there's so much to the power of your words whether they're on paper or to a person mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to getting it off of your heart and your mind space and just like putting it out there in the universe. Yeah, absolutely. To God or to the flowers the, in your <laughs> garden. Flowers, yeah, agreed. This was great. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, we will be back at here with another episode next yeah. week. Woo-hoo. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.